I'm Danica Juarez. And I'm Jan James. And this is How's It Hold Up? Hi, I'm Danica. And I'm Jan. And I'm Valerie. And today we watched the movie Interstellar 555, The Secret of... Mr. Five. Five, 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 the secret of the star system. Something like that. Except they put, <laughs> they replaced the S's with fives. You missed an S. Secret. Again. Secret <laughs> of the, what's it, what is it? The story of the. Story st- of the secret star system. That's it. Except they replaced the first S with five. So. Anyways, we watched that movie. <laughs> um, it's, uh, this, this, um film serves as a visual companion to Discovery, the, st- the second studio album by the band Daft Punk. Who would like to give a brief spoiler-free plot synopsis? Absolutely not me. <laughs> I'll go ahead and do it. There's a band on this alien planet of blue people, um, and an evil guy comes and kidnaps the band so that he can make them a human band, you know, quote, inhuman. He disguises them as human or whatever and make money off of them and also get an award or whatever that he that he wants. Um, and then also there's this guy who's one of the alien people who gets told that they got kidnapped. And so he's trying to save them. And so then we like see, you know, them them being stars or whatever, but they look sad all the time because they were kind of like brainwashed or whatever. And and so it's like this guy's trying to get them back and there's this bad guy trying to take control of them and like, what's going to happen? That's, that's the movie. What'd we think of this movie? So, yeah. I mean, yeah, I'll talk about it now. I think there's definitely a, a number of, uh, I guess, adults now whose first introduction to this was the music videos that they played on Toonami, I believe it was the first four tracks. The first four episodes for the film were shown on Cartoon Network on August 31st, 2001, during the Toonami Midnight Run Special Edition. Yes. So I was one of those people, so yes. I have <laughs> a nostalgia. I didn't actually see the whole film until... Sometime later, yeah. When I realized, I was like, oh, I can just look this up on probably like YouTube or something and, and, and see it. Yeah. Uh, so I, I enjoyed it, uh, but I also knew about it and I love the album. Um, the album's kind of like a important music work for, for us, I yeah, think. Yeah. So <laughs> Valerie and I, I guess it's hard for me to, recommend it either from like an unbiased or a from a point of view where it's like not you know like i said heavily biased towards it which brings me to mom what do you think about it because you didn't have any of that i'm on the fence i've definitely never watched a movie where there was like zero dialogue nothing zero but i will say from a storytelling perspective for the most part it did tell a compelling story, or at least the story flowed. At this point, I'll say that. So I, even though there was zero dialogue, which I kept thinking, you know, sorry, after the it was going on and on, I'm just like, 
At first I thought, well, maybe it's just the introduction and there's not going to be any dialogue. And then and then after that went on for a really long time, I'm like, okay, then I guess there's just not going to be any talking. Yeah, it was this, just like, like a fork like, through the movie or something. Yeah. You were just like, they haven't talked at all. <laughs> yeah, so I'm just like, oh, okay, that's how this is going to be. But again, I will say I was able to follow it. I knew I don't remember. And I know, Danica, you said that you have played some of the songs and so forth, but they weren't so like um, ingrained in me or, or, or popular to where I recognize really, really much of any of them. So even though I didn't know the songs, I wasn't familiar, I didn't have the nostalgia y'all did, I, I was able to follow it. And, and it was an interesting enough story to keep me engaged. So yeah, so I mean, as far as I mean, I didn't dislike it. But as far as I, I don't know at this point, if I would recommend it. Um, yeah, I definitely enjoy it. I I have a lot of the same memories as Valerie, and it's it's a seminal album for me and my musical taste. <laughs> um, yeah, I I enjoyed it. I I was I was. It's been a while since I've actually watched it, so I was curious how much I would enjoy watching it now. Um, but overall, I enjoyed it. It's definitely not perfect or like one of my favorite things, but I had fun. Um, and yeah, I'm pretty sure I'd recommend it. Let's get specific. By which I mean fun facts. Uh, The idea of making a feature film to visualize the album Discovery came about during the album's early recording sessions. Daft Punk's concept for the story involved the merging of science fiction with entertainment industry culture. The duo had initially conceived of a live-action film featuring themes of over uh, of overcoming oppression and rebelling against the machinery of life. After the live-action approach was discarded, several styles of animation were considered before settling on that of Daft Punk's childhood hero, Leiji Matsumoto. Uh, Daft Punk revealed in an interview that Captain Harlock was a great influence on them in their childhood. They also stated, The music we have been making must have been influenced at some point by the shows that we were watching when we were little kids. So yeah. Yeah, some of that classic like 70s, 80s animation um, was very influential on them. And they got one of the guys that that was most prominent during that era to work on this. Hmm. Uh, Yeah, let's let's talk some about the story and characters and stuff. So because um, like Jan mentioned, there's no dialogue. uh, You're left to make a lot of inferences. The main protagonists are the band... They don't have a name before they get to Earth, but the Crescendals, uh, four-piece band, uh, keyboard singer, uh, drummer, uh, bassist, and a uh, guitarist. There's also the other kind of protagonist is a... Alien astronaut guy? Yeah, who is seems to be the only one on this guitar-shaped ship. Uh, <laughs> um, I assume it's just his ship. Yes, and uh, yeah, so so yeah, these guys get the band gets kidnapped, and the other kind of character is this the the mastermind of their kidnapping. I guess probably just call him evil guy or something. Earl de Darkwood. <laughs> oh, that's right, Earl de Darkwood. But he's not the Earl. That's his dad, right? I think he probably inherited the title from his dad. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so yes, the the Earl, I guess, and and then this record label guy, I guess, is another. Per- another he does not character. have a name. <laughs> so, He's just the record label guy. <laughs> so yes, yeah, so some of these things. Uh, oh, I, also, the names of the of the uh, characters. Uh, the girl bassist is Stella. Uh, the guitarist is Arpegius. The dr- short drummer guy is Beryl. 
The keyboardist and vocalist is Octave, and the alien astronaut is Shep. Shep, okay. So yeah, they do have their names on the show then, when when kind of introducing them as the Christian dolls. Yeah, so uh, relationship-wise between them, the biggest one is uh, Shep's uh, love for Stella, I guess. He seems to have a crush on her, yeah, has a poster above his bed, you know, that kind of thing. And, and I guess my, uh, I have to, I, I had to do a lot of work <laughs> to, to whenever they finally meet that, you know, she, uh, I guess shows to like him as well. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I think that for me at least was one of the things where they're not being dialogue and me being able to kind of put my own thoughts on it worked in its favor because for me I don't know if I don't think that she loved him in the same way that he loved her because for him it was like this idealized loving this girl that's a celebrity that I don't actually know and for her it's like this guy that she just met but she gets to kind of see this vision of like this sort of happiness they could have theoretically and she gets to like see that he helped break them out of this horrible thing they were stuck in and then he died before she ever really got to actually know him yeah and so it's kind of this tragedy of what could have been for her of like i didn't know this man and now i'll never get to is kind of what I read into it rather than like she fell in love with him in that moment or something. Yeah. That it's more, sense. it's more like she could see at this moment at the end of his life that he was a good person and maybe even someone she would have wanted to ultimately be it romantically entangled with. She, she, she doesn't know and she can't know and she'll never know. Yeah. And that's, that's kind of the essential tragedy. And then she's just sad about it the rest of the movie. Cause, right, cause right. she's just like, well, dang, <laughs> like <laughs> this, this is really sad. I can't even really thank this guy because he's gone now. Like, it's yeah. just... Did... Okay, so question. So when he when he held out his hand and she, you know, took his hand, did they just have a mental connection? Where I then it's... So. I assumed so. And there's, there's also, like, he gives... She has that crystal thing in her hands when she comes out of the vision. I don't know if that's part of it or not. Yes. Mm. I think making them aliens does a lot to just enable you to be like, they can do this. Yeah. Oh, okay. And I, and I kind of interpreted as him like showing her his heart's wish or his, like yes. his okay. idealized, like what this could be kind of thing. Or, or like a, a representation of his love. Yeah. His yeah. I was glad and correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think they like kissed or anything in no. that. And that I like that too, because again, it would have bothered me the fact that, he didn't really know her and they were almost just meeting if you had had some big, yeah. you know, love scenario or something. Yeah, that no, been she was with. just a girl he had a crush on and, and yeah. he was just the guy who helped save her and her bandmates. Yeah, yeah, yeah and then he's like this astronaut guy. I, I, I'm curious about his his past or, or what that ship is. Is it a protect? I guess it could be a protection thing. And he wasn't alerted because the other guys were, you know, uh, distracted from their job. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah. I- I'm curious about that, too. Yeah. <laughs> and, and thinking of characters and story. Is our, our three uh, station guys 
uh, <laughs> people that were just so distracted in this concert that they literally did not pay attention to the screen. They were still there at the end of the movie. So again, I think that maybe they should tighten security I for that world. I got, I got kind of the <laughs> sense that it's supposed to be like this planet where everything's just nice all the time exactly. and like they were just unprepared for an evil man to come in and do bad yeah. things. Yeah, <laughs> so. this protector... He just is the like the janitor, like cleaning the outside of the ship, and yeah. just able to chill and like probably listen to their music or whatever. Also, for whatever reason, I interpret the red haired one as a girl, but I will never look into it to find out if that's defined. Anywhere. Oh yeah, no, yeah, I, I interpreted it that way too. The other thing, sorry, thinking of stories and characters is our villain. For some reason, their hair and just the curl-up hair just cracked me up. It just looks so evil all the time. Yeah, and and it almost reminded me of, um, uh, and I know I should know this, so I know you're going to fuss at me, Uh but but the rival, the the bad guy for Sonic the Hedgehog. Interesting. What what what's his name? Well, he had he technically has two different names you could go with. I know, I know. And I'm trying to think which is actually the more likely one for you to know. You're probably more familiar with the name Dr. Robotnik. Oh, yes, Robotnik. How did I forget he, that? Okay. He does generally nowadays go by Eggman, though. Okay, but, but, but sorry, but just that design where you have some the of hair the that comes stuff. out. Yeah, yeah, I just mean is his mustache and, and, and the curl going up is what I mean is what yeah. tickled me about the his, design of his this. His curly hair yes. is kind of, kind of functions similarly to, to the mustache, to the mustache in terms of his iconography. Yes, and that's what just tickled me is because, yeah. Because, yeah, because yeah, there would be like times where you'd see his shadow or on the wall and it would have his curly things. And yeah. then I could see, you could see Eggman's shadow on the wall, and but his mustache would still go past his, his body or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like I could yeah, see. That, yeah, that, that's, and, yeah. And I don't mean that they look just like, but that, no, that, that's but just No, but I understand yeah. the, yeah. yeah, yeah. I forgot that the, those security guys are Terminators. <laughs> that was a fun little twist for me. I was like, oh, I did not remember that that's what those guys deal was. Oh, yeah, there's some kind of robot thing. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, pretty. Oh, also, pretty one of my notes here is just hello, lesbians. Like, right at the beginning <laughs> oh, yeah, of. Yeah, that was cute. Right at the beginning of the movie cute. when they're playing on the planet, and it just shows a couple of people, like, watching them. And there's just these two girls that are, like, real close to each other. It just shows them oh, for a second and then goes to someone else or whatever. Yeah. I'm like, hello? Okay. No, it was cute because it was showing all kinds of snapshots all yeah. over. Like, even remember the little family on the porch yeah, and yeah. those little old, older, you know, it was yeah. adorable. And grandparents or something. I don't remember if they were all old or if it was just like one set of grandparents that you see, you know, the grandfather or something kind of chilling yeah, yeah. or kind of dancing. And, and yeah, it would just show different people at the concert, but then people in their homes and all over, it's just over that this world. I literally don't know what they're supposed to be if not that. Like, I'm I just know, like, you just showed like so two cute. girls snuggling and watching yeah. a concert. What is, smile, yeah. How else is this? interpret it like what do what do straight people see here yeah. just two gals being pals yeah. i guess yeah. no 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 i interpreted it the same way as you that was yeah cute. no i was just i mean other than you you're an, you're an ally so you, yeah. get, you get it uh, anyways. oh words um he just totally dropped that kid into lava in that flashback thing huh oh, i can I only think because uh, that it was like Beethoven or something. Well, or? no, because the instead of having these gold records, it's like we'll turn this kid into a record through this thing. I, I guess, know. yeah. I, I have no idea. I still don't know the the what that was supposed, what it was going to accomplish. I don't know. Controlling the universe, know. like the yeah. book said something about like controlling the universe or world domination or something. I'm just effect. confused as to if the person 
whole thing that like he pushed her into is that that's a necessary component and is that just a necessary component at the end or do you do that with all the records and yeah. it like imbues a soul in there or it something it was a lot yeah like yeah. I, I don't know but maybe it is some sort of avatar thing that he thinks if he can control that yeah if he like controls all these souls he can take over some yeah I don't yes. know yeah. No dialogue, he has some evil no magic evil stuff monologue, yeah. so we yeah. don't know the details just a lot of evil laughter that you can't hear <laughs> and by the way it was quite quite disturbing to me how he transformed them like from the beginning you know all this technology but having them in these pods and like yeah. lasering off their clothes and then like you you know, extracting their memories and, you know, changing them physically and all the stuff. It was very it's messed weird. up. Um, and then it's kind of, it reminds me a little bit of like Gurren Lagann and that the point at which it felt like it could have been over, it wasn't because it's like they defeat, they defeat the bad guy or whatever and his palace like crumbles and stuff. But then it's like, we're, we still like look like humans and don't like have our memories and stuff. So then, then they have to like, figure that part out or whatever and uh what's the keyboardist's name octave right that's an easy one to remember because he's the vocalist octave uh he like sneaks into the record building to try to like find it because they have they have like the book so they have some idea that there's these discs that might have like their memories or whatever so he's sneaking in and trying to get that or whatever and then i was just like not prepared for there to be just like a prescient like cop racism moment here yeah, yeah. <laughs> where he like puts a hand into his jacket and the and the security guard guy interprets that as him going for a weapon and tases him and i was yes. like oh no yeah well and the just real quick to clarify the book that danica is referring to is like this huge tome that has all of what has what this evil guy has done and i love how how like a you know I love how the trope of an evil guy always records all of their deeds and then you just have to find it. But you know what's weird is in real life, and I won't go into I don't even remember the name of it, but this cult place uh, that that I watched some kind of docu- mini documentary. Literally in this temple, they had records and, and videos and recordings of all the stuff that they had done. And so it's weird because IRL, people do record sometimes. Sometimes are meticulous record keepers. I think especially when there's like ego and stuff involved or you have this idea of legacy of either yourself or the organization or whatever. I think that makes a lot of sense of if you're like this cult and you're like, we're going to exist for forever or whatever. I don't, you know, some cults don't think that they think that they have a very limited amount of time, but I can see the mentality that would lead you to wanting to like keep record of your things, even if it's ostensibly things that you want to keep hidden from people at least at this time maybe you think one day people will know our story kind of thing yeah but well no but this is like even marrying underage people and stuff so there was very horrible but but anyway but i but but so this they have this huge tome book that they carry off with them yeah um yeah that it's called uh verdi's quo so Mm. that was the oh that's right it's the track name that's playing there too yeah i forgot that the book was named that yeah 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 which i don't I don't know what it means. From the Daft Punk fandom wiki. Veritas Quo <laughs> is a wordplay on the Latin phrase quo vadis, literally, whither ghost thou, or where are you going? The greater meaning of the phrase is, to what purpose or to what end are you doing this? 
Ah. Yeah, so that makes makes sense, sense. because it's a book about why he's doing this. Yeah, yeah. There's a a Christian usage of this phrase asked by St. Peter to Jesus on his way to be crucified uh, again in Rome. Wow. There we go. Okay. Okay. And I do, though, still wish that we had gotten more clarity as far as how he was... How he was going to control the world. I guess, but at a certain point, it's like, he's some evil megalomaniac. It's whatever. All we know is that he had been for centuries or whatever, I guess, uh, you know, control. It seemed seemed like a ship or something crashed and killed his father. And then he used the technology of that to like make himself live forever and to like capture aliens and turn them into bands. <laughs> yeah, I think it's uh, uh, the legacy in terms of uh, my father couldn't didn't complete this. I will do this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, so there was more uh, in terms of uh, the. This also can mean so veritas quo could mean very disco, which can also be switched to discovery. <laughs> uh, That's funny by switching and joining the words. Uh, so that's funny. I had to add that a little bit. Cause that's the name of the album. Yes. Um, that's funny. Another interesting concept, uh, you know, whatever. And, and along the storyline is that, you know, once they got these people, these aliens are, are captured, but all of this is going on in real time so that there are alien worlds out there and there's the earth and there's earth time. And so it, it just interesting concept that, you know, it's not like, this was a time jump and this person went back in time, sure. you know, type thing and, and jumped to the future and got these No, people. he's been doing this for, just, for a long time. Yeah, I mean, yeah. B- because in other words, they they existed in their world and Earth is existing in its in its time. Yeah. So. Yeah. Anything else with story characters before we go on to animation? No. Let's talk about animation. Got a few more fun facts. The script for this was brought to Tokyo in July 2000 in the hope of creating the film with Matsumoto, who remarked that he in turn was inspired by French filmmakers. Uh, Production began in October 2000 and ended in April 2003. Many elements common to Matsumoto's stories, such as romanticism of noble sacrifice and remembrance of fallen friends, appears in this movie. And Daft Punk commuted to Tokyo on a near monthly basis as Toei produced the storyboards. So they they had a lot of involvement in this, definitely. Um, Just sorry, thinking for me, animation, you pointed out in a short that we watched where it was all it was dogs. It was a merry melody. And it was a, silly it symphony. was silly symphony. Sorry, thank you. It's Mary Melodies sy- is the one that's ripping Warner. that off. <laughs> yes, yes. Sorry, sorry. So silly symphonies, and it was you know all dogs, and there were a mix of realistic looking dogs and non realistic looking dogs. In the same way, I am not a fan of the anime style where you have very realistic or very um, stylized Detail, people that yeah. look like uh, you know almost for me Final Fantasy characters versus like the the one that was the drummer who yeah. looked like. Like a little dog person, almost. I don't know. Or at least, like the little nose looks like a little eyes. Uh, well, yeah, but almost like a flat little nose. Or he just had a short nose. It wasn't a dog nose. Well, but it was. I don't know. But then the huge mouth and and stuff. So it looks doesn't look realistic at all. In contrast, I mean, to the ba- the other bandmates, and and then also when they they. Um, zoomed out and you had different people watching some people were looking more like that style and then other people again looked like the style of the bandmate so it's weird i'm not a huge fan of that mix that that contrast of yeah uh, of styles of people 
Yeah, it's just, yeah, that, that just is of the style um, and totally valid to not enjoy it. But yeah, that's just part of the aesthetic. Um, yeah, I feel like that's something that a lot of anime has kind of moved away from, but especially the sort of Captain Harlock and that 70s era, like... Stella looks exactly like the women in those shows always looked and stuff. That's just yeah. That's just kind of what the style is. Um, where you have like the really pretty people, and then you also have like the comic relief people. They look like sillier, almost like they're not even the same species. And you have like old people and stuff that can look like really deformed, and that's that's just the style. It is what it is. I I like it enough, but it definitely feels dated. But that's also sort of the point because yeah. like it was dated by 2000 like definitely like that hadn't been the style for a while but they were wanting him to do the style that they remembered from their childhood so i won't it, because it's probably it's in spoilers but they also had some i don't know with me taking it out of context if, if i'm if i'm spoiling anything so you have to let me know but i also love the animation on characters of the band that were supposed to be dolls that's really cute. I think you might even see the dolls in his ship actually early on. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Yes. Yeah. But yes, agreed. Um, one of my criticisms is that the lip sync is really bad during yeah. One More Time. <laughs> yeah. Um, because uh, Octave is supposed to be singing that song. And they j- there was like one shot in particular, I think, where it felt like it was matching. And I think it's actually two shots, but they were back to back, like one little chunk where I was like, oh, it kind of looks like he's saying that. And then the rest of the time, it was just off. It was just not there. <laughs> I, I think this is where it kind of was at a disservice. The uh, one more time that that track, that section, fine as a music video, not great as a movie introduction. Yeah, in it's, terms it's of, really slow. Yeah, but what you said with, like, the lip syncing, yeah. it it kind of throws you off as a viewer. Uh, but I think, yeah, because there's no dialogue for the other parts of the uh, movie where more plot is move- going along, like, that's okay, you don't notice it. But and, this one part, it's, like, supposed to be matching up, and it just... It just doesn't. Yeah, or maybe, yeah, like maybe it's not supposed to be because they don't do it in the film otherwise. I mean, I think it's supposed to be. Yeah. It feels like close enough, but like off that it seems like that's what's being attempted. And I'm trying to think it about- remind, It reminds me of doing AMVs back in the day, and I knew other AMV artists that like would would manage to manipulate the video footage enough to actually make it look like the lip flaps match this music. But I did not have that like capability or, or knowledge. <laughs> and so I would just sometimes get lucky with some clips that kind of seemed like they were doing it, but it was like, it was off. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it just, it wasn't, it wasn't quite there. And I, I have to imagine that some of that is just like, they're speaking English, but the animators are Japanese and stuff. And I think, I think Daft Punk is, aren't they French? <laughs> like, there's kind of some, there's some different language stuff going on here to where it's just, it kind of makes sense that the animators didn't necessarily have, like, a uh, the ability to, to animate it perfectly for a language that they probably don't fluently speak. And, and I think with the first one as well, uh, one more time, there was a, it felt like there was a lot of 
recycled animation going yes. over the same I agree. angles and things again. So it, it made it... It wasn't the best introduction. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. engaging. And and I will tell yeah, and, and speaking from someone who does not know this album, whatever, I wasn't... I wasn't sure if I was going to like it because just yeah. from that intro, I'm like, I mean, yeah. not that I disliked it, but it's like, oh man, this yeah. is going to be kind of re- boring. It really wasn't until the, like, towards the end of the song where you start seeing the bad guy coming in and st- like this mysterious ship coming in and these guys not paying attention to it and stuff. And you're like, oh, what's happening? Where it starts, there starts being some dramatic tension and like enough new animation that that it's interesting. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. I was trying to think with digital... Digital Love, which is another one that has, you know, a lot of lyrics. I didn't, I can't remember a lip syncing issue with that, but it might just be because there was a lot of different scenes and stuff. Yeah, and he, like, had, he, he was in the helmet, which, like, put, like, a, a glare and coloration over his face. Mm. So it wasn't as direct. And also it's, like, I think he's supposed to be lip syncing rather than actually singing it. Because when he gets back into the ship, the song's, like, playing on his thing. So there's kind of... There's, like, enough of a disconnect that he's not supposed to actually be singing it. Yeah. Uh, whereas, like, one more time, he's supposed to be singing that music. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, the, the Digital Love one didn't bother me um, when he's singing on, on the top of his ship as he's cleaning it or whatever. Oh, and for animation in One More Time... I noticed that, uh, so they do close-ups of each of the members of the band, and there's different color gradients, but they hint to what they will look like as humans within those color gradients. Oh, I didn't even catch that. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I was like, okay, uh, Octave, that looks like, he has an afro, so, not so, but they... (laughs) He is, as a human, a black person. Right. And, and even though he's blue, like, there's coding in the elements yeah. of his design. So it's like, okay, that looks like, you know, a human. And then uh, I noticed it with the other ones where I was like, oh, is their hair going to be, like, brown? Because I think all three of the other, at least uh, at least the guitarist and the bassist, they are blonde. But they end up brunette yeah, as I humans. Think so. I can't remember with a drummer. Hey, I don't uh, remember what his hair was. But, but yeah, like, I realized, oh, I think this is what they're going to look like as Earth, Earthlings or whatever. Um, so they, they do that. I thought that was cool. Um, uh, I have a question. So in, in my head, I have decided that the guitarist and the bassist are siblings with oh. not much to, I'd, to support that. <laughs> none of the notes I took spoke to what their relationship is or isn't. But honestly, I, I kind of like that. I hadn't really thought about it, but it's not like there ever seems to be any romantic tension between them. Are you talking about Stella and the other guy? Uh, Argius or whatever. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Arpegius. Ar- Arpegius. There it is. Uh, and, yes. and correct me if I'm wrong, but in sp- when the bad guy's trying to stuff her into the spaceship, wasn't it also him that goes, that that fights through and tries to rescue her and ends up pulling her out of it? I think so. So I just mean as if they were siblings or whatever that, you know, it's like, no, you're not going to do that to my sister. It seems like that 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 was the character that was most aggressively trying to get to her and save her. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I... I'm down with the sibling reading. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's canon now. Canon yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. The thing where we could have gotten some 
read on their relationship is in like harder, better, faster, stronger, where they're erasing memories or changing them. You get little uh, shots of them younger. And I think for Stella, she's just jump rope, doing jump rope or something. But they could have done more. I, that could have been a, a point to be able to characterize them more or establish their relationship more. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, potentially. But And as far as animation, I don't know if it is the copy that, you know, the, that we watched or, or whatever, but it just wasn't as clear and crisp as animation. That I don't, I, enjoy I don't as think much. what I have is a Blu-ray quality. So yeah. Yeah. So it may I look think, different in, in I another. I think a Blu-ray exists. A Blu-ray does exist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that the version I have is, is necessarily that. The Earl's ship designs. Uh, some of those are pretty cool. Yeah. They had like bad guys in all all black with like hoods and stuff. Yeah, those guys are scary. Yeah, uh, there was some CG in this as well, to varying degrees of integration. And I I, I like the the aesthetic for some of these things, like the 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 their home planet with. Yeah, it was very kind of greenery and a lot of. Um, oh yes. A lot of curves and stuff in terms yeah. of the architecture and everything. Yeah. yeah. And I'm sorry, I just thought of another thing, which I guess is more, I mean, is animation or at least cost or design, but uh, maybe it's also because we're currently watching Obi-Wan and all that, but the star guy or the, that we call that it was in the guitar ship that came to rescue the band. Shep. Shep. Uh, Shep. Um, that here, then he's on earth. He looked like he was in like a Jedi, um, you know, hood and cloak, you know, the he typical looked like a realm. hobo to me, but. Well, well but, it, but if you saw, well, to me, a lot of the times um, profile and from behind that it was, is that typical Brown Jedi hooded cloak. Yeah. He's got like some sort of ratty, brown he's covering up his blue skin yeah he's blue so he's got a he ends up crash landing on earth so he doesn't have a lot at his disposal and i'm i'm thinking like he crashed in some jungle somewhere um and there's like a big long sequence of them like getting going up in the ratings with their with their song or whatever i'm thinking this guy's been traveling for like months (laughs) i think he had to just walk or like maybe hitch a ride and stuff but like he's he can end up, he can drive at some point. Yeah. So. Maybe steals a car at some point. Somebody, yeah. <laughs> if they see him, they might have run away. And but he, like, <laughs> doesn't actually know where anything is, so he, like, sees advertisements of them, and maybe even sees where they're supposed to be, but he's like, I don't know where that is. How do I get there? <laughs> actually, he did have a jetpack or something. He was able to That's true. fall yeah, from yeah. a height. So he, that must have had some stuff. Like, not everything on the ship was destroyed. So... Yeah, he could have had some stuff. Um, I don't think that there's a lot of use in talking about what if it was live action, because if it was live action, it would have been a film featuring themes of overcoming oppression, rebelling against the machinery of life, like it <laughs> says here. Um, it would have just been a different thing because they would yeah. have done something more suited to the medium. Um and to probably their budget, because the thing is that they went with Toei animation, and Toei animation is like not they're a very long running company, but they're not necessarily known for having like the most beautiful, expensive animation. Uh, so if it was in live action, they would also have budgetary concerns and their project would have had to be limited to make that work. Um, but anyways, it, yeah, it, 
Toei animation is like generally pretty competent, has moments of like looking really nice and then lots of moments of like looking fine. <laughs> um, and that's pretty much true in most things that they make. And it's true here too. The sound design I think is pretty good. I like the music. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's there's no voice um, beyond any vocals that appear in, oh, in the, the song. Oh, except the one that irritates me so much. Which that's in the, the song. That's in the song. No, I know, I know. That's what I'm saying. There's oh. no vocals beyond those that appear in the actual songs. Mm, got it. Um, except for at the very beginning, there was like a brief thing where this seemed to be like an interview with with someone from Japan from um, years ago that where he yeah. was talking some about music and stuff. Um, and then otherwise there's some sound effects throughout, um, but not, there's plenty of things that don't have sound effects attached to them, but there will be periodic sound effects as, as they feel they need. Yeah. There was a, a car crash that happened and there was sound effects relating to that. Yeah. Yeah. There, there'll, you know, you'll hear like the crowd cheering or whatever. There's different things, but yeah, it's relatively minimal sound effects. Uh, no dialogue. And and then just discovery the album is is playing. Yeah, I think. <laughs> and it's a, a good album. <laughs> there was another time with the record exec hearing one more time for the first time. Yeah, that was one of the few breaks in the album playing. Yeah, where like, um, which song was it? Bef- between what was it between? I think probably. it was I think it was probably between harder, better, faster, stronger, and crush and dolls. But there's like a brief gap where there's like no real background music and then he's like listening to a little bit of one more time on a thing and then crash and doll starts playing yeah yeah um and that was like the one break that i remember between songs and the album otherwise they all just kind of flowed back to back but yeah it's a good album the sound effects when seem to be used at the right times for effect and everything and so good sound design let's go on to the part that our podcast is named after how's it hold up um, decently, and it looks dated, but it's also supposed to. So yeah. in that way, that works as like this purposeful throwback. Um, yeah the 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 style, the fashion is yes interesting, but but it feels like you would see that in anime of of the time. Yeah, almost like sixties or something like that. Um, the way that Stella is treated throughout. Don't is lie. generally not great. Um, a lot of her outfits are are skimpier. Uh, there's some shots that will focus on her butt, though that seemed to mostly be at the end. Yeah, gra- that was so flat. weird. That yeah, me. Um, it, but but a lot of it is just that she gets like damseled a lot. <laughs> um, and Shows a lot of her like she doesn't really get to be a part of the action. She's just like saved sometimes, and then she's the one in peril and stuff like that. So, you know, it's not, um, terrible, a terribly feminist film. In that sense. The drummer, I don't think does a lot. Yeah. He's just kind of around. The main thing I remember him doing is that he's the one that gets Stella's uh, thing broken. Cause he's like in the crowd and yes. in a disguise and he shoots yes. the thingy to make her mind control stuff break. Um, but yeah, otherwise he's just kind of around and it's mostly the other two guys that ever do anything and Shep. Well, yeah, cause Arpeggius, he tries to run away at the beginning. Yeah. He gets a long kind of action thing there. Yes. And Octave, uh. Octave has the whole infiltration thing later. And discovers the stuff with a book. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um no, yeah, they're, they're both used 
well. Um, and Shep, of course, gets to do a lot of stuff because he's trying to save them. Yeah, it's just, it's not, like, great towards women um, in this. It's certainly not the most egregious thing I've seen, but it, it's fairly regressive um, and probably hearkening a lot back to the 1970s anime yeah. than um, is typical of anime at, in the 2000s. <laughs> uh, though anime in the 2000s certainly had its own problems. issues, but... Um, not necessarily the same issues. These feel a lot more like kind of older issues that are just in here by virtue of of the storytelling being uh, focused on that kind of older style. Um, so yeah, that's not great. Um, it's there's enough there's enough things there, especially with what I was talking about earlier with her her kind of relationship, not relationship with Shep that I find fascinating, but overall. A lot of what I like at all about her in the film is honestly just stuff I'm reading into it. So, yeah. yeah. Um, anything else besides that? Like mom said, the style, that's definitely going to be a take it or leave it kind of thing. Um, yeah. And I I can't remember just off the top of my head other women that was were sexualized. But again, uh, just, Stella was. Just not like a lot of other women in general is yeah. kind of the thing. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> Plenty you, of them in the background, but not really any other women that are p- a part of the story. You yeah. had the scene where she was at a fashion show. So you have yeah. little models and stuff, but. Mm. But yeah, it's not like any of them did anything. Right. Let's go on to our. Spoiler alert. Skip to. 49 minutes and 36 seconds. Um, honestly, I really kind of like and find refreshing the idealism that once the aliens are found out, just everyone wants to help them. Yeah. Like, there's, yeah. <laughs> there's no, like oh, is this an international threat? Or, oh, what should we do with these guys? Or it's just like, oh, let's help them. And everyone, including like the United Nations and stuff, like are like, yes, we will help these aliens. We will get their spaceship working and find a way to get them back into space to their home world. And I'm just like, you know, that's nice. (laughs) Sometimes it's just nice to have a thing that's just devoid of cynicism. (laughs) Well, and they they play on it as a tension of the viewer. Yes. What are you... Oh no, they're caught. Oh no, they've discovered all this stuff. And they they have like a, a scene that seems to be a show that people can watch that is kind of aggregating this information that they found of like Yeah, you oh. see the record company guy like seeing the the pages, so he you're like, Oh, he's figuring out about the memories and you're like, What's he gonna do? Yeah, but on the show it's it's pulling out the info for ostensibly like the the human race or whatever. And there's like, are they going to use this technology for good or for evil? Like, you can't tell how the narrator is if he's being kind of like making the aliens um, enemies or like, yeah. what are they going to do? Are they evil? What's the like? What you don't know what his mean? spin is. Right, right. Um, but but yes, there's kind of the reveal of them helping them recover their memories, you know, revert to how they originally looked and the, uh, the memory disc that they were looking for, the record exec finds it and it's like, yeah, here you go. So, so yeah, like that was nice. <laughs> yeah, definitely. 
And then my my only other actual note for this part is just that the flashback during too long is very unnecessary, other than filling up the length of time that the song too long takes. Yeah, it was way too long. <laughs> it's a long song. I listened to my own edited version. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, the flashback was unnecessary, definitely. Um, the ending part is kind of slowed like the opening part is. But then I guess that's also sort of supposed to be the vibe of the planet that they go to. And you do get a nice thing with the with after the villain's like lair collapses, you like see some sort of evil looking energy come out of it, and you're mm-hmm. like, well, that's gonna come back. So when they're like going through the wormhole to get back to their world or whatever, the the evil red energy uh, follows them and then like attacks. But then the soul or whatever of Shep who died in the middle of the film like comes and like stops and and carries him away or whatever so he gets one last heroic moment and and of course the same three space uh people are in the station when they come into the the world (laughs) yes no i mean why would they be fired (laughs) that's not how their world works apparently nope probably not Uh, Uh, everyone was like why didn't you notice and they're like we were watching the concert and they're like oh yeah that makes sense (laughs) (laughs) it's like i would have done the same thing Uh, yeah yeah and we don't have any idea of like what was the passage of time in their world if it's the same as in the human world but everyone is very thrilled i would assume it is yeah yeah there's nothing to indicate it's not so i just assume so we don't know how these people have been living their lives without them there's been a little (laughs) little sadder yeah but i love how the second that they come into orbit and they come into the they drop down from the ship you know they gotta (laughs) you know you gotta have that symmetry they've gotta come back and start playing and it's like yeah they want to play like for them now they've been playing for some evil guy and not what's truly on their heart but now they're playing what's on their heart (laughs) i also like how it it works with the song too long because it kind of that song starts one way and then kind of has a transition into a different portion and so that different portion is like the concert that they put on or whatever which is cute yeah it's it's a cute ending um even if like the song that's playing there. It is a little too long, but it's fine. <laughs> and yeah, I, I liked the resolution that the humans were, were cool with them. And then the humans, they get, they get the broadcast or whatever. So they get yes. to bop along to it too. Yeah. Oh, and then we need to talk about the actual like ending, which is that it insinuates that maybe all of this was a story that some kid who likes the album thought up. <laughs> it's, it's cute. It's fine. It's, yeah. it's fine. Because you can interpret it as that, or you can interpret it as they made a whole bunch of merch of all these people, including this villain guy who, be, I guess, became part of the story. And this kid just has all that and was thinking about it as the music based on their life story played. Possibly? <laughs> Question mark? I mean, a little iffy. Mm, I mean, okay, so we know that Daft Punk exists within the initial universe. Yes. Because they're at the record show, the awards show, where the... The Crescent Dolls are nominated. Yes, the Earl gets his final record that he needs or whatever. And then at the end of the film... It is, of course, Discovery uh, playing on vinyl by yeah. Daft Punk. Which is like, really, parents? You have your kid listening to vinyl? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I suppose that Daft Punk could... Make an album based on... They were like, they got permission to put One More Time at the beginning. Uh, yeah, I suppose. Because that's like the start of it. And then they composed an album based on this story. Maybe. <laughs> 
Maybe. You can interpret it as whatever, because there's no dialogue directly telling you anything, but, but it's yes, silly. The dolls are very cute. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes. They remind me, what are the little uh, chibi dolls? Is, is that what they're called? Where they're like a little mini squatted version of something like you have. Um, you have a lot of figures. You have a lot of figures, and I've even gotten you some, you know, the little cushions. I don't Funko know, are they Pops? called? Oh, Pop, yeah, like the Funkos. Little, yeah, that's what, that, that's what they kind of look like. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> you don't think so? I hate Funko Pops. Oh. Anyways. Um, <laughs> I it's, mean, you're fine. The Funkos have, like, really big heads compared Funkos to Funkos also aren't have. really poseable, whereas these clearly had could move anyways yeah. um no they're, they're cute, cute though yeah they're like a, a chibi kind of style they're adorable um yeah anything else with spoilers no more spoilers let's go on to our favorites and least favorites what was your least favorite scene in the movie probably the too long because it was i didn't need that recap honestly for me it might be the first part of Ooh, that's one more time continue. though just because it's yeah. Just because of the pacing of it and the recycled animation, though it does have the lesbians. Yeah. Yeah. Those are a close toss-up. I I think I still might go with too long because it just was recapping and 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 it was it was in that sense it was recycled animation yeah just i mean recap the recap stuff that i i think just for seen. me i'm gonna say specifically the recap in too long yeah it's yeah, like same with me. do something else there yeah it was holy it was just totally necessary holy in unnecessary terms of, uh, we just saw that we movie. literally just saw it yeah um and I, I guess it was for i think they were it seemed like they were making a song based on Maybe. I don't remember. I yeah. don't know. It was not needed. Um, what was your favorite scene in the movie? Honestly, I kind of really like the part where after they rescue her and it's like raining and she's just like in the car looking out and they kind of like are going through like the bad part of town or something and it's a little bit grimy and stuff and I don't know, that vibe. And also something about us is playing and that's a really good song. Yeah, I don't know. I think maybe that part. It just has a vibe for me. Did like the lesbians too, though. (laughs) (laughs) That's not a scene. That was a shot. (laughs) Mine might be in spoilers and the little boy, the ending. It was just an ending. It was really cute. And and it involves, it had dolls in it, which is really cute too. And one, some tucked into the bed. Yeah. Yeah, I think for me, it's in spoilers as well, but the kind of... There is um, a tension of, you know, what's going to happen and that kind of reveal of a very uh, idealistic, optimistic kind of um, ending occurs. Yeah. Mm, Is that too much spoilers? It's fine. Okay. After After the tension is resolved, I guess. Who was your least favorite character? Uh, the Earl, he sucks. He's he's bad. And I don't particularly enjoy him as a villain. Like he does his job, but like like mom since mom brought up Robotnik, <laughs> he he's no Robotnik. <laughs> he does not have that charisma. Yeah. I, I wonder how he finds these uh popular alien acts. 
to I know, right? To yeah. kidnap. Yeah. I assume it has something to do with the technology in that ship or whatever. Yeah, but that's fair. Yeah, I mean he's he's a perfectly serviceable villain, but I don't like him very much. Yeah, and I'm gonna also echo that because too, it doesn't outright or I would have brought it up in spoilers, but when when it's just when he just has um Stella he's just you know, like almost like abusive, like just like kind of like like grabbing her and and just you know. Yeah, he I clearly doesn't care about them as people. Yeah, and just yeah, he, he just a just really icky character. He sucks. Yeah, and they, I think they do a a, a fine job of like the motivation. It, it's 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 just thin. Um, mm-hmm. There's there's not a lot of there's no meat nuance. To that story. Yeah, yeah, no nuance. So so yeah, I agree. Who is your favorite character? I think for me it's Octave. He's the he's the singer, and he gets he gets some really nice stuff towards the end. Um, getting to do the be the main one doing the infiltration mission and everything. Um, and then he's just like there for his friends and really helpful. And yeah, I think I think him. Um, maybe with a pretty close second of Shep for yeah. for more for even more obvious reasons because he's. The guy trying to to save them or whatever. Um, yeah, right. yeah. They, I, I, Arpeggius is kind of just whatever to me. I don't. I don't have a lot of feelings on him. They do the most. Yeah. Um, what do you guys feel? I, I'm between the two uh, as well. I like the smiles of the little drummer guy a lot. He cracked me up. <laughs> but I think I think I might go with Shep because. Even even when he's like hooded like Obi Wan Kenobi or whatever, I mean, just you know, him just persevering even after death. So yes, yeah, I guess I'll go with Shep as well. I think mostly as a function of him doing the most, and you know, what I'm I'm yeah I'm I'm curious of I don't know. It's tough because at least with or one thing that with Octave that I, I'm remembering and and it makes me laugh is. When he's infiltrating, he takes the uh, outfit of the janitor, and yeah. the janitor is small. So on octave, it, like you see his ankles and his yeah, wrists. That, that's really yeah, good. very yeah. funny. That's funny. Um, but yeah, I guess I'll go with Shep. Uh, like he's a, the one that starts the the rescue. He gets most of them, and he has you know he has his his own song, even though it's like. You don't know her. <laughs> uh, it's it's uh, pretty sweet, I guess. Yeah. This wasn't like a musical, though I think I saw some sort of um, promotional thing that did refer to it as that. It's not a musical and the characters aren't like singing about their feelings throughout the movie. <laughs> but it's a lot of songs in this movie. Which was your least favorite of them? And this is in the sense that relating it to the movie yeah not like you're of of discovery this song's my favorite right right not just the songs without the visuals attached like both in terms of enjoying the song and enjoying like it's how it was used in the movie um for me it's pretty easy and it is night vision which is the song i care the least about on the album and also like not a lot happened during that part of the movie either it's a very forgettable song that just sounds very quiet and not like a lot of anything is that the one where they were on their way to it's between crescendals and superheroes no so it's much earlier they were like at the hotel or whatever 
it's really forgettable. <laughs> like it's it's so forgettable that you are probably both having a very hard time remembering it. Yeah, I yeah. don't remember it at all. Yeah. I don't I've never really understood the point of the song in terms of the album itself and it, it's yeah, it's just not a lot of anything. Can you have it for me? I think she I think they're like in the hotel and she's like looking out at the city or something. I, yeah, I remember that scene. Can you hum it for me? Which one was that? I don't know. Okay. I can't hum night vision for you. It doesn't I don't even know what its tune is. There is one that I remember. I mean, I'm not personally like a huge fan of several of those songs there in the middle, but like they work well enough see. in the film. Um okay. Yeah, I guess it's tough when there are the the ones that are kind of in between but i don't know if it's necessarily moving the plot along but giving yeah but i mean like veritas quo also does a lot of just kind of moving the plot along but it's it's serviceable enough that like i i like it significantly more than night vision night vision is just kind of such a nothing song and the scene is just like them being like sad in the hotel room and it's not like unnecessary, but it's like, I already understand that they're sad. Like it doesn't yeah. do a whole lot for me. I don't know. Yeah. I guess, call, you know, you're calling attention to ones where, like you said, they're pretty forgettable, but I mean, for, for one more time, I think that, uh, we've discussed some of the, the issues, like the lip syncing really kind of throws it off as an introduction. Yeah. It's pretty repetitive. Uh, when it comes to the animation, to the visuals of it, yeah, like it's pretty easy to to get what I guess it's trying to do in terms of like, oh, this planet's super fun. They like enjoying this music. These yeah, are a pretty uh, important or loved band. Um, yeah, like the first two thirds of it are just much longer than it needs to be. Yeah, in terms so, of what's actually happening. I'll go with one more time because of that. Okay. I'm going to go with too long. I knew it. I'm going to go with too long because, well, one is, you know, a lot of these songs mesh together in my head because I, because I'm not familiar right. with them. But to me, there was almost no purpose. If, if that song had been like remember or reflecting or something like that, then okay. Recapping all the action that we just saw. But to me, that made no sense to recap all the things that we just saw that happened. I mean, too long covers more than just that, but yeah, but but the bulk of it was just that recap or a lot. No, of it. the oh, bulk of it was wasn't. It? It's a very long song. Okay. It's like them traveling. The recap, them getting there, like yeah, it's I guess all you're right, it. but I guess just because that there's so much of that, that I'm just like no, yeah, you can still choose it. Yeah. Just it is, it's yeah. a big chunk because it's a long song. Yeah, yeah. Too long. Mm-hmm. We got it. <laughs> <laughs> what was your favorite song in the movie? Because if we were just talking album, I'd probably have to give it to Harder, Better, Faster, Stronger. But that was definitely not my favorite song, com- like, combined with the footage in-, in here, so. I think I think Digital Love does a lot. Like our, It... As a package and as a part of the film, I think it it does both well versus like one more time as a music video, but a great, fine, but as a part of a film, like weak, uh, repetitive. Emotion wise, though, something about us is pretty good. Mm, this is tough, I think. 
for me, Voyager, because I love the aesthetics of all of that. I love the tree. There's just something about like some of the anime that we've seen sometimes that we see. I just love, and I even love the nighttime of it. Almost had an, an avatar, uh, sure. the, 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 that movie, you know, the live action, whatever movie with, with the twinkly lights and, yeah. and just all of that. So yeah, Voyager. I'm just saying, I guess it's kind of hard with their relation, like, that they, Shep and Stella's, if you can call it relationship, is supposed to be an emotional kind of core. You can call it a relationship, you can't necessarily call it a romantic relationship. Yeah. But yes, they're two people that had a relation, like, people have relationships to other people. Sure, sure, yes. Um... I guess I'll go with something about us out of this. I will also go with that. Something about us is definitely my favorite part. I love the the vibe of of the rain and and everything as they travel through kind of the the bad part of the city and then they get there and his final moments and his fantasy of what things could be and death is just all pretty moving and affecting for me. Um it does does what it can with um with their relationship that didn't really exist, but right. the, I can read a lot into that that makes it very poignant for me. Um, so yeah, uh, and also I really like that song, so it all works very well for me. It just has that kind of, like, it's a kind of a chill and could even be read as sexy, but then because of this film, I also just read it as sad. Like, it, that's, it's, I guess, yeah, I guess part of the reason that it is my favorite is because it's the one part of the sound of of this album that has been permanently affected it's permanently affected the movie has permanently affected how i interpret that piece of music the rest of it i kind of listen to it and maybe sometimes i think of the movie but like i'm vibing with what that song is whereas something about us like the lyrics and stuff of it and, and kind of the vibe of it, I think, would naturally, without seeing the movie, lead to more of, like, feeling a kind of, like, sexy, slow kind of thing. But with the movie attached to it, I there's, like, this this undeniable sadness in it forever for me that makes me really love it. So mm. Yeah, no, that's a close second for me. And I think if it hadn't done its job so well... Uh, Voyager wouldn't stand out to me. I just love yeah. that final send off for him and under the tree and yeah, and just that symbolism. I don't know is is what what makes me what makes me like Voyager. Yeah, and I think with something about us, the lyrics do have that kind of sadness in there. Yeah, it works. It works with yeah. the scene. Like the lyrics do work with the scene, and and honestly, just make it sadder. Like the the part where it's. it's talking about like I, I yeah i can't even remember the exact lyrics and don't want to start saying it but where they're like reaching out uh it's good it's good there aren't voice actors in this so the tim curry question is sort of moot but if they did a version of this where they <laughs> talked uh he, then he could just be the earl like he would make I mean, that guy yeah. a more fun villain yeah. <laughs> yeah um let's go on to our overall consensus and what we would rate it okay yeah, it's still hard, I guess, to recommend it in terms of uh, reflecting and knowing that I enjoy it for a lot of personal reasons. And if somebody isn't familiar with the the uh, band, the album, 
I, I don't know if they'd enjoy it. So I don't know if I'd be like, oh, you have to see this. Um, and it's not like the animation is always 100% awesome. It feels kind of acquired. So I guess if you like Daft Punk, you like the album, yeah, you should see it. It's definitely an interesting way to consume the album. And, you know, it was made by the band. So, you know, this is this is just another facet of that and of what they would give to an, an audience for that album. So I guess I'd recommend it if you're a fan of the, the band uh, and the album. Um, or even if you're not a fan of the album, but you like the band, like you should uh, see see this too to 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 get another angle of it. But for just any random person, I probably wouldn't necessarily recommend it. As for a rating, personally, I guess quality wise, trying to remove the 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 fact that I like this album so much, it might be a little lower. But just personally, I guess I'll give it a say 2.75 I don't know I'm kind of jumping between about a half a point here (laughs) so low three high twos Uh, we'll just go with a three how about that seems reasonable yeah oh wow okay this is where this is gonna probably be the most different than I am from you all then oh you're fine I'm I'm gonna go with a 1.75 and it's do I want to go that low I I think I want to go with a one, yeah, a 1.75. And the reason is I, I don't think I would recommend it for someone like me that has never, that isn't real familiar with the music because the story was okay. It it wasn't, it wasn't badly done, but I, I definitely don't think I'd want to watch it again. And it, you know, it, and it, and even honestly, not growing up with this music myself, there's still no one song that I have playing again in my head that I like really remember or, you know, singing or whatever, you know, um, like I do when we watch, you know, Disney or, or any kind of musical or even sometimes Disney's with just a good bop um, song in it. Uh, so in, in that sense, and then also I'm I not think a suffice real... suffice to say that electronica isn't really like your genre. <laughs> yeah, no, fair. no, yeah. yeah, no. And then also the, the, the mix in the animation that, that older animation type, but where they mix, um, the types of, you know, the very detailed stylized, you know, Final Fantasy looking characters versus the small, you know, squatty looking different, like they don't look like they're the same species, I think is how you put it. Um, so I think with all those things considered is why I'm going to put it at 175. I will give it a 3.25. Um, I like it. I like, there's not a lot of other films that we've watched that is like this in terms of like, there's not dialogue. And so that I like the extent to which that leaves things open. And it's kind of like, it makes things like what exactly is the villain's plan and how does this work is like, in another film, I would hold that more against it because they should be able to tell me in dialogue what is happening. But in this, it's kind of like, well, so much of this is already up for interpretation that I can kind of interpret his plan to work however makes me feel happiest about it. Yeah. Um, and like, I'm able to like take whatever the author's intent of the relationship between Stella and Shep is, I'm able to bring my own 
thoughts and preferences to it and make it something really poignant for me that that affects me personally and i can't necessarily do that with other films to the same extent so i think that's neat uh, i think discovery is a really good album if you're someone who likes daft punk you've probably already watched this if you like electronica you've probably probably already listened to daft punk's discovery and so you've probably already watched this <laughs> but like yeah if if you are somehow unfamiliar with this but you know that you are at least okay with that genre of music and this the idea of this film that doesn't have dialogue is interesting to you then check it out like i recommend it it's not one of the best movies i've ever seen it certainly has problems um but i enjoyed it quite a bit so 3.25 boy this is probably the biggest spread we've ever had know, right <laughs> thank you all very much for listening thank you Thanks. And you all, I would love for you to join me on my um, Twitch every Tuesday at 7 p.m. I am playing Witcher 3. These awesome people are in the chat um, with me, uh, Danica and Valerie, uh, that just make it so much fun. But you all, it is just, I just love being with you all. And I and I let people do dialogue choices, you know, help me choose dialogue. And you guys, it's just getting good. Garrett was on the stage last week. It was hilarious whenever you see this. But, but yeah, and then check me out. Um, I actually now have a have a link tree. So I am, you, you can find me on TikTok. You can find me on YouTube. You can find me on uh, Twitter. You can find me on Twitch. And you but, have a Wednesday stream currently too. Yes. And I'm for the, the summer. Yes. And I'm playing the Stanley parable. So that's super fun. And yes. I'm absolutely relying on my audience. So backseating is absolutely allowed <laughs> and encouraged, but yeah, come join me. I would love to have you. Thank you all very much. Next time we will be watching a movie with one of Mickey's pals and his son. Ooh, okay. (laughs) So join us for that. Yes. Bye. 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 Love y'all. This has been How's It Hold Up with Danica Juarez and Jan James. You can find our podcast on Twitter at How's It Hold Up Pod. That's with each word capitalized and no apostrophe. Also, if you'd like to support us, we have a Patreon. You can find us at patreon.com slash user question mark U equals 2790566. Every little bit helps, and even with a minimum pledge, you get access to things you won't hear in our main podcast feed. Check it out for more info. The two pieces of music used in this episode were created by Kevin McLeod. You can find both The Curtain Rises and Cool Cats at incomptech.com. That's I-N-C-O-M-P-E-T-E-C-H.com. Both songs were licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. More info on that can be found at http colon slash slash creativecommons.org slash licenses slash by slash 3.0. Thanks for listening. I'm going to cut this, but I just want to say that it's funny. The person who only knows this, giving me a lot of this vibes, is literally mom with these character designs are giving me kind of Final Fantasy vibes because that's just like, it's the closest thing she has. Yes, your only touch point. Of yeah, it's really, it's, it's cute. Of like very, very <laughs> detailed yeah. kind of.
and the hair and everything. Yeah, like it's like it's not. It's very much not what the Final Fantasy art style ever has been. But like you don't, you don't have a wider. I can understand why you think that, and you don't have the like knowledge base, like the of having seen other things to where you would have anything closer. Like it's just cute. Because that makes sense <laughs> that you would say that. People will laugh as they watch. They think it's it's, pro- it's yeah. fine. They'll probably be like, oh, I see where that's coming from. 